Welcome back to Bring on the Weird. You're Elijah. That's me, you're Will. That's me. Scary story time. <laughs> Should we say what we're drinking? Yeah. What do you got? I got uh, Sour Monkey oh. by Victory. All right. Somebody's drinking Victory. Victory. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got? Well, I'm out of beer. I haven't went to buy beer, but there was some coconut rum, so I just put it in my tea. That's a cool mug, too. Yoda mug. Guys, you can't see this mug, but it's Yoda's face, and there's two handles, and it's his ears. That's really cool. Nikki got it for me when she went to Florida one time. Well, how sweet. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> I also have a Mr. Potato Head one. He's got a nice little hat. Or is the handle his ears? No, it's uh, it's just one of his arms curled up. Can you take it off? You can't take the arm off. We can take mm. his hat off. Oh, that's cool. And on his butt, he's got the, uh, the trim for where... It doesn't come open, obviously, yeah. but it's just a pattern, a butt right, pattern. Right, yeah. That's pretty cool. So are you, you going to scare these people today? It's not going to be scary. It's going to be a little bit of a thriller. There's a, li- there's a little bit of a twist. Oh, I'm excited. Mine is a little creepy. Oh, yeah? Because, yeah, it, I mean, it involves a kid. Oh. Yeah, anything that involves a child <laughs> is automatically scary. That one's, yep, that one's going to be creepier than mine. I don't know. Mine's not really creepy. Mine's more thrillerish. It works for me. I like the, I like the twist. I love a good twist. It makes for a good story. Oh yeah. So we're getting our stories from uh, the subreddit Free Horror Stories because because the they're best free. Gun. Yeah, it's the best gun. <laughs> we don't pay for them. We're allowed to use them. So Reddit.com/r/FreeHorrorStories. If anybody wants to check it out, and mine comes from user Joe Dog ninety three. Joe Dog. Joe Dog, J O E D O G, ninety three. Okay. It's so called. I assume he's what twenty six. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. But... Joe Dog, don't put your birth year, man. Wild wow, man. <laughs> Mine is the birthday, just the nineteen. Nothing else. Nobody needs to know how long before the turn of the century I was born. I used to but... use my zip code for my gamer tag. Oh, it was my. like, yeah, it was like my. First initial, my last name, and then my zip code. <laughs> <laughs> That's asking for it. Yeah, I was just begging people to come and kill me. <laughs> anyway, I don't want to interrupt your story. It would have been easy to swat. <laughs> it's right there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The story is called Downward Diary of a Downward Spiral. Personal Diary of Felicity Beaumont. March 21st. Dear Diary. Oh, God, I haven't done something like this since I was a little girl. It just sounds so silly coming from me now. It's amazing how life can change in the blink of an eye. A couple of months back, I was in peak physical condition, training to run a marathon. Now I'd be lucky to hobble to the bathroom. How did this all happen? That's a good question. I can hardly remember myself. The last thing I remember is visiting a friend's house for a Christmas party and then waking up in the ICU, barely being able to move. To my understanding, black ice was the culprit. I guess it was the airbag that saved my life, or what was left of it. So here I am... The doctors recommend that I start writing things down. They say it will help me better keep my emotions in check and maybe even jog my memory. Jog my memory. Maybe I should choose my words a little more carefully. Everyone always tells me how lucky I am to be alive. But you know what? That's bullshit. I'm supposed to tell them the truth here, if only here. Anyone who thinks we're lucky just for existing is too stupid to understand that there are, in fact, worse things than dying. I haven't slept well for fucking months now. The funny thing about tossing and turning is that you don't start to appreciate it until you can't do it anymore. And I keep hearing voices coming from upstairs. When I finally do get to sleep, 
I'm haunted by hellish nightmares of the accident. It's the same horrifying images played on loop each time. My body being meshed and compressed along with the cold, hard steel from the car. My body ended forming some kind of demented sandwich. Every morning, I wake up and spend a good minute or so trying to force myself out of bed, eager to pour myself a cup of coffee and take on the day. The sight of my bed sores and the agonizing pain that comes with them snap me back to reality real quick. Okay, okay. Enough negativity for today. I have to remember what the psychologist said. Try to best focus on the positive. I hate to break it to you, Doc, but once you've been thrown off the road going 70 miles an hour, the rose-tinted spectacles you've been wearing your entire life tend to turn to shit. Here I am now, laying in a hospital bed, set up in my family room. Can't even go upstairs in my own bed. And with the string of burglaries that's been going on lately, anyone can get in the, in here in the middle of the night and I'd be completely helpless. My husband, Jack, said he'll take care of it, though, and make sure nothing happens to me. At the very least, I guess I could, I, I guess I do, in fact, have him to be thankful for. I'll tell you what, if it wasn't for him, I don't know what I would have done. The poor thing was in the passenger seat that night. He had too much to drink that night and was riding shotgun. I've seen pictures of what's left of the car, and believe me when I tell you that that side took the brunt on it. The look of, luck on my hubby, though. Other than some bumps and bruises, he'll be back to his old self in no time. Even though he wasn't driving, I think he still feels a little guilty for what happened. He has to work a lot, but he made sure to give me the most expensive caretaker he could find to watch over me when he cannot be there. She seems great. I'll give her that. But for the money, I would think she would have a slightly better attendance record. What was her name again? Alexa something or other? My mind is drawing a blank right now. Although the doctors won't admit it, I think this medicine is fucking with my head. It always has. But what can I do? I gotta take it. Asthma in a bedridden patient is a big no-no. The last thing I need is to catch pneumonia. Thank goodness for Jack and Alexa. They make sure that I never miss a dose. Well, I think that's enough for now. I'm kind of tired. Hopefully I won't need this hospital bed much longer. I miss going upstairs and sleeping next to Jack. Too bad this damn hospital bed was only built for one. March 28th. Dear Diary. No, you know what? Dear God. I wish I was dead. Why couldn't he just kill me and be done with it? There's a lot of things I can put up with, but there is a limit to this nightmarish hell that I am willing to endure. Did I ever tell you that I can, can't even wipe my own ass anymore? Nurse or no nurse, I don't care if you have a whole squad of caretakers on standby. Words cannot even begin to describe how much that hurts your pride. But wait, there's more. I had myself a little accent today. Alexa sat me up on the toilet today to do my business. Everything was going okay until the telephone started to ring. I don't know what possessed her to do this, but she left me in there alone while she ran to get, go get it. I wound up falling at a weird angle and banging my face against the sink. Now I, now I look like I went 15 rounds with Mike Tyson. The three of us talked about it when Jack got home from work. It turned out she was under orders from him to make sure the phone got answered. I guess he was expecting an important call. I'm glad to know Jack's job takes precedence over me. It's nice to know where I stand. Where I stand. Look at me. There I go again. I talked to him about it after she left. He apologized profusely and promised that from now on, Alexa is to, under no circumstances, talk on the phone while I am in her care. That was all I got, and I'm sorry, and an assurance that it wouldn't happen again. My head was killing me, and he didn't even offer to massage my neck or anything. He told me he would have his Amazon Echo remind, to pick up, remind him to pick up some cream for my eye. I don't think Jack realizes that I can still remember where he keeps his gun. He's lucky I cannot get up out of this bed for, for myself. This room could use some redecorating, and I think my brains would be the perfect shade of red. I'm no gun expert, but I did in fact take a photography class in high school. The general idea is basically, basically the same. You just point and shoot. April 20th. Dear, you know what? Forget it. It's too childish. Down to business. 
I'm sorry it's been so long since I've last written. I promised the doctor I'd try to maintain a more consistent schedule. It has all been for good reason, though, I assure you. I'm sorry about my last post. I was in a dark place. But I've had some good long sessions with my psychologist, and after a swift medication change, I think I'll be okay. Plus, where my future once seemed bleak and uncertain, I now have a glimmer of hope. I've been working extra hard, both at physical therapy and back at home here with Alexa. I'm proud to report that some of my movement has started to come back. I am now able to hoist myself up in bed and sit up for a little bit. The doctors were very pleased with me. They say if I keep this up, I might even be able to walk again. Granted, it would most likely be with a cane, and I wouldn't be running a marathon anytime soon. But it would be so nice to be able to walk upstairs again, to get some sleep in my own bed again. Unfortunately, that's where the good news stops. I wish Jack would have been more excited. He barely said two words on the ride home. He was too preoccupied with his damn phone. It must have taken us 20 extra minutes to get home. We hit every goddamn red light on the way. If he wasn't checking a text, he was yelling into that stupid thing. Siri, do this. Siri, remind me to do that. Talk to me, you son of a bitch. Might have banged my head a little in the accident, but I'm not an idiot. I am your wife. Let me help you. Take your eyes off the phone and talk to me. At least tell me who you're texting. That'd be something to talk about. But no, he's been so secretive lately, and I can't stand it. Ever since the accident, he's been this way. He says he loves me, but his heart just isn't in it. At first, I was grateful he got Alexa to help me out. But now, starting to think it was just more convenient for him to pay someone rather than deal with me himself. I don't know. I guess I'm done for now. I'm exhausted. Those damn voices won't let up. April 27th. I haven't been sleeping well lately. Remember about the voices I was hearing? I feel like they're getting louder. I didn't get to sleep until around 5 a.m. this time. Jack keeps saying he doesn't hear anything. I don't know how he can't. I swear they must be coming from our room. He keeps telling me that I'm dreaming about it, but I can tell the difference between dreams and reality. I'm only having one dream, and it's still the nightmare of the accident. These voices are too real. One of these days, I'll be strong enough to get out of this bed, and I'm going to confront them. I know that I am not crazy. Alexa didn't show up today. According to Jack, she wasn't feeling well, so it was just the two of us today. I must admit, today he did seem to be a bit more tentative than normal. We actually had a halfway pleasant day. Even though I was pretty tired, he actually managed to take my mind off of it. He picked me up just like he did when he carried me through the door we first bought the house, and he placed me into the passenger seat of his convertible. We had a pleasant drive in the country, and for dinner he took me where we had our first date. He apologized for being so tied up with work lately and presented me with a bottle of perfume, both as a gift for doing so well with my therapy and an apology. The bottle was partially empty, but I didn't care. This stuff isn't easy to find anymore. He said he got it at a garage sale. He knows how much I love the old-fashioned stuff. At least he was thinking of me. I was so excited I could hardly contain myself. I think that's enough for now. It's nice not being able to sleep from excitement. I never thought I would feel this way again. April 28th. God damn it. Son of a bitch. I can't believe it. Does he think I'm some kind of idiot or something? I refuse to put up with this. Alexa came back to work today. She smelled awfully familiar. Cannot believe that I didn't notice this before. That bitch was wearing my perfume. The same kind that Jack claimed he found for me. I'll bet he looked really hard all right. I can't believe I didn't see it before. Alexis absences. Jack's clandestine phone calls, him being constantly preoccupied, and those voices. I wasn't imagining him at all. That bastard had me thinking maybe I really was imagining it. I am not going to stand for this. Literally. I wasn't determined to walk again before. I am for sure now. I'm not going to let him make a fool out of me. He will pay for this. May 26th. I think this will be my last entry for a while. I'm sorry I've been gone for so long. Had to take some time to myself. It's all been worth it, though. Fortunately for my husband... My dreams have been coming in nice and clear lately. I remember everything now. That night of the accident, 
my husband was in the passenger seat after he put himself there. One of us drank too much that night, and it was him. I was never the designated driver. I've been training harder than I ever thought possible, both at therapy and here at home. I decided to put my sleepless nights to good use and get in some extra exercise. No one knows this. Not Alexa, not my husband, nobody. I can walk again. I've had to hide it from everyone. I'm not in tip-top shape yet. My balance is very shaky, and I'm not the fastest, but I think I can do the stairs. I can hear the two of them talking up there right now. I think I'll drop in and pay them a little visit. Oh boy, are they going to be surprised. I found where Jack moved his gun. I guess he isn't as good at hiding things as he thinks he is. It's time to end this. I hope he burns in hell for what he did. To whoever reads this first, my doctor, the authorities, I'm sorry, but this was the only way. The following day. This is Channel 7 News Special Bulletin. We begin tonight with a tragic story of a domestic abuse situation turned deadly. 32-year-old Felicity Beaumont was found dead late yesterday afternoon after her caretaker arrived late for a shift to find her laying motionless at the bottom of the stairs, clutching a 9mm pistol in her hand. Her husband, 34-year-old Jack Beaumont, was found clinging to life in the couple's bedroom after suffering a severe gunshot wound to the chest. When he was discovered, he could still be heard muttering into his Amazon Echo. Alexa, dial 911. Authorities believe Miss Beaumont to have been brandishing the firearm when she slipped down the stairs, causing her to break her neck. The end. <laughs> Look, I gotta tell you, that was pretty cool. And then the whole time I was thinking, what are these like just talking to Alexa, the Amazon thing? <laughs> and he was. was. <laughs> That's she crazy. Was, she was that. She was that out of her mind. I mean, you gotta imagine, like you would be, right? Yeah. Like if I couldn't move, I heard my wife upstairs talking to. I don't know if they made like a one named Jim. <laughs> and she kept saying, uh, you know, hey Jim, change the TV. <laughs> hey Jim, do this. I'm like, what? Who is this gym guy? He can't go upstairs. No. And then what? I mean, she just and she just went up. She finally got the strength to go upstairs. She goes upstairs, shoots him without saying, like, she didn't check or anything. She just killed him? Yeah, that's what it sounds like. She just, she just well, she up shot there. him. She, she shot didn't... him. She shot him in the chest. So she didn't kill him right away. So what I'm thinking happened was she shot him, realized how bad she messed up, stumbled around. Because she wasn't, still couldn't keep her balance that well. Right. Fell right down the stairs. Broke her neck. Wow. <laughs> and I assume this was not a true story. No. Mm. Well, mine is. Oh, no. <laughs> that was a good one, man. It did have a twist. I liked the twist at the end. I thought it was going to... I thought the voices upstairs were going to be like ghosts or something. I found another one that I'm going to save for another night. That's right. some super creepy stuff. I'm looking to get scared. That was actually, I think that was way longer than mine. <laughs> <laughs> it kept so, going and going and going, but I'm like, eh, we could cover a lot of ground with this one. So I'm not sure how good mine's going to be. <laughs> it <laughs> will be do, creepy. Do you want to do a break or do you just want to go? No, we can do a break. All right. We'll do a break and then we'll come back and do mine. Yeah. All right. And we're back. Here we are. Let everybody think think about that story. Drink it in a little bit. Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> Mine's a little creepier. Good. We need creepy. I mean, in my eyes, it is. But it is shorter. <laughs> <laughs> so mine also comes from Reddit, the r slash free horror stories. And this is by you slash beyond scared death. No. And this is a true story titled The Girl in the Mirror. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. I was about the age 13 when this story took place. 
I lived in an old house just on the outside of a large city and was surrounded by cornfields and forests. I had lived there all my life before this happened. It was a dreary summer night, which is mostly normal for the place I live. But on this particular night, something just felt off. I had come home from soccer practice around 6 p.m., and my parents always had me in bed by 8. The night went on as usual. I ate dinner, played with my little sister, did some weightlifting before bed. I got into bed around 7.45. This story will get will better make sense if I tell you some things about me. I'm a restless sleeper. sleeper. I toss and turn and get up periodically through the night, and I've always had a fascination with the afterlife. Okay, back to the story. I'm not sure exactly what time I fell asleep, but I didn't really have my usual episodes through the night. This was the first night I slept peacefully in years. I was suddenly awakened by a strange noise coming from the bathroom in my bedroom. Since I had to use the bathroom anyways, I decided to go check it out. I thought it might be a mouse or a bat since we live in the country and the house is old and has holes in the older walls. I went in the bathroom. I didn't see anything, so I proceeded on my way to pee. After peeing, I washed my hands and face, and when I was washing my face, I looked up at the large mirror that overhangs my sink. Since there was still water in my eyes, my vision is blurry, and I couldn't really see much. But I thought I saw something behind me, but I thought it was just my mind playing tricks on me. I dried my face off and looked up at the mirror again. Right behind me, there was a little girl clutching my body, almost as if she was hiding from something. Her ghostly outline scared me at first, but as I kept looking, I could tell that whatever was scaring her was coming from the basement. So I walked to my basement door, and I opened it slightly at first because I was very scared of what might be behind it. This being said, I've lived in the house my entire life, and I have never been in that basement. My dad mentioned to me that it had three separate parts, all separated by small windows that you could barely fit through. So I walked down the basement steps and got down to the bottom where the light switch was. I turned it on, and it all seemed like it was okay. That's until I heard what I sounded like crying from one of the other parts of the basement. In my mind, I was thinking, fuck this shit. But in my heart, I knew I had to see what it was. So I ventured through the part of the basement, and the light couldn't reach the other side where the room was. It was pitch black. I still heard the crying, but since it was so dark, I couldn't see anything. Something gave me the urge to go to the far corner of the room because the way the moonlight reflected off the floor, you could kind of see with the little light you had. I walked over to the corner and stared directly in the middle of the room. There, in the middle of the room, was a chair. It had shackles for the feet and what looked like to be some type of restraint for arms or something like that. That's when I noticed there was something in the chair. I would walk closer, only to, only to reveal that it was the same little girl ghost that had been crying previously in the bathroom. She was also crying there and had needles stuck in her arms, draining some type of fluid into her. All was quiet till she started screaming. It was so high-pitched, I thought it sounded like a siren or something of that nature. She was saying words, but I couldn't make out anything she was saying until she spoke five menacing words that made my heart sink. She said, get out, daddy is coming. Not even thinking twice, I sprinted up the basement stairs, tripping over my own feet and fell flat on my face once I reached the top. I got back up, ran to my parents' room and told them what happened. They went down there and checked checked everything out. I told them about the chair and the little girl that was screaming. They told me that there was no chair in the basement and that there had never been three parts of the basement. Me not believing them, I walked back down there and the room that I saw the chair in was not there. 
There had only ever been two parts of the basement, my dad said. I told him what I saw and how I knew there had been some mistake, but I never did see the part of the basement again. I'm 18 now, and I decided to do some research on the house to see if there's any history that could have caused that. I came across an article of a man who had been arrested in 1868 for doing lab experiments on all of his children. After the man was arrested, the police found all 12 skeletons of his children stuffed behind the basement stairs under debris and concrete. Now that I finally have moved out of the house and that I finally have an answer as to what I saw that night, I'm finally at peace. But there's five words still hanging over my head to this day. Get out. Daddy is coming. The end. That's creepy. That was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> that was creepy, man. <laughs> when I first read it, I was like, and I read the get out. Daddy is coming. I said, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <laughs> a lot shorter than yours, huh? <laughs> We didn't know what we were going for for this episode, lengthwise. Nope. But now I know that, that story only took me six minutes to read. <laughs> but do we want... I don't know if we want stories any longer than that. I don't know. Probably not. Just make these ones short and sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. Short, sweet. I mean, sweet. a short episode like we we talked about. Just a short little spooky episode to start your weekend off. Oh, yeah. Because these are coming out on Fridays for the month of October. Yep, we got to spook you guys out, man. <laughs> Get you ready for uh, the candy night, right? Oh, yeah. Candy night. That's on Thursday. <laughs> is it a so Thursday? Our, yeah, so our last one of these is going to be on November 1st, actually. Should we push it for a Thursday? Oh, my. You want to have it on? We'll try to find some super, super scary ones <laughs> for Halloween. I like it. Yeah, we'll talk about it when we get closer, right? (laughs) Yep. All right. Want to end it here? That was a nice, short, sweet, creepy stuff. Yeah, I'm good with that. Let's end it. All right. Stay weird, world. Yep. We'll see you guys.